Welcome back to the Josh Evans IRL podcast. I have an amazing guest today. She is an absolute savage in the gym and someone who I highly respect in fitness. She posts amazing content online for all the women and even you men out there who are trying to lift heavy and get results in the gym at home so that you can feel more confident in your body. I couldn't say enough about how much respect I honestly have for this girl. And uh, I'm really happy that she's on here today so that we can talk about, you know, all the good things that she's putting out there into the ethos for you guys. Uh, I want you, you guys to welcome to the podcast, Haley Berrigan. How are you doing? Hi, good. Hi. How are you? Good, good. So, you know, we were talking off the podcast and I, I would really like to just jump right in this because I have some, some great questions. I think that you're the perfect person to ask and uh, you're going to be able to shed a lot of uh, great insight and, you know, really help some people out with this stuff. You do a fantastic job of reinforcing the fact that women should be lifting weights, right? And they should be strength mm -hmm. training. And something that I'm very pleased about seeing nowadays is that there are more women going into the gym, right? Even compared to men, you tend to see more, more and more women and, and men, not so much. I think we need to get the men back in there, right? Yeah. Um, but even, even with that being said, you, and this is starting to shift, right? But you still see, especially people, especially women who are just starting out in the gym, they they tend to move to the cardio side of things. They're a little shy or they take group fitness classes, right? They're going to be with their friends. And like I said, it's kind of shifting now where more women are lifting weights, but there still is leaps and bounds we could be making. I think that, you know, you do an amazing job of, you know, preaching, you know, the, the correct way to strength train ways that women can strength train so that they can get the bodies that they want. Right. So I would mm -hmm. love to hear from you, you know, why, why do you think that women should be lifting weights? I think there's a common misconception um, when women start lifting weights, they're told that they're going to look like men. They're going to get bulky, which I don't like that term, but that's mm. what women are told. And that's what they believe when in fact takes years and years of consistent diet lifting to even put on muscle, first of all. So I think for me and the women I coach, they've always done cardio group fitness classes and they come to me and they learn strength training. They learn progressive overload. They start adding weight to the bar and the confidence that comes with it has been, that's what I love doing with my clients, just seeing the shift and at least them knowing how to go pick up a barbell, how to put on the weights, all of doing that all themselves that they've been nervous to do um, is very empowering. I've found for women. So mm -hmm. I love that seeing all these women crush PRs. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So I think it, any woman should pick up a barbell, pick up weights, learn progressive overload. Um, the confidence boost is just, you, you get very empowered and you don't, you kind of tune out all the men in there. It's intimidating at first you walk in and all you see is men. Recently there's a shift, like there's more women in there, but it's, it's a good thing. Once you start picking up the barbell, crushing some weights, it's really empowering. So I think every woman should step out of their realm and try it. And I think that confidence thing is, is so huge, especially Amazing. in today's world, right? Where we don't, we're not necessarily getting as much human interaction as we can. And we, we don't really have that many people picking each other up, right? It's mm -hmm. usually putting people down. So, you know, and especially when we talk about physical appearances with women, right. And in the shift that that can really have on your emotional state and, and your mental well-being. you know, when you talk, when women talk about their bodies or they, 
you know, are comparing themselves to, to other women and mm-hmm. what they see in the media, you know, which is obviously very skewed and very, you know, yeah. cur- curated and, yeah. and Photoshop and, pictures and, and touched yeah. up. Right. So, yeah. you know, I think that the confidence thing is, is a, is a really, really big one that not many women really necessarily even understand is going to be a component when they start lifting weights, right. And they start yeah. seeing these, these changes in their bodies. What have been, what have been some of the biggest, you know, wins and, and confidence boosts that you've seen in the women that you have worked with? So I love, um, when women come to me and they're like, I want to get strong. I want to have body changes, but I also want to get strong. And I see a lot of trainers still push body composition right away on a lot of women. And so many women struggle with appearance, self, their body image, eating, So I focus with all my clients on just getting them strong. I do not put them on an in-body machine when they come in because I train mostly women. And it's we just have a lot of eating issues and all that. So I like to focus on them getting strong. And the changes just in a few weeks of we track all their weights, them adding weight to the bar, adding weight to dumbbells, heavier dumbbells each week. I get to watch just like their appearance change. They feel so much more confident in themselves. They start dressing a little differently because they're more confident to wear clothes. So I like to focus on the mindset of training when I get new clients, as opposed to just based off of what they're going to look like at the end and their body composition changes. It's going to, you're applying progressive overload, you're lifting weights, you're getting stronger. And then later down the road, they can start focusing if they want to have specific goals. But I think it's amazing just to see women care more about getting stronger than just what they look like. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've always preached, even with my male clients, you know, I trained a, a wide array of people, especially when I was in Miami. Um, but even now online of, you know, gay men, straight men, women, uh, at home parents, you know, high level mm-hmm. CEOs, executives, and they always came to me and they were like, Oh, I just want to be shredded. I just want to be yeah. like really fit. I want to be lean. I want to be like long and toned, you know? And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, the way that you're going to do that is by getting strong, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. And then sharing up your diet on the back end. And I like that you brought up the point of, you know, not necessarily focusing first on body composition, but building strength and, and too often, especially women, right. They, they are perpetually put in these, you know, restrictive diet cycles for extended periods of times, even years, you know, or decades for, for some, you know, and I, I just can't lose the weight. I just can't lose. I don't know why. And it's like, well, maybe you need to be eating more, Mm -hmm. you know, most women, you're on 1200 calorie diets. That's not gonna, that's for like a 10 year old child. Right. I know you keep dropping and draw it. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. you don't have enough food in you to fuel your workout. So you can't push it as hard. It's just like a vicious cycle with how we just women, men too, but I see it more with women because I coach so many women, just how we were brought up that always dropping calories, always trying to be the smallest versions of ourselves. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I like changing that mindset with women. Yeah, it's great. And I I really do think that you do a fantastic job with that and you lead from the front, right? Like you're you're always the nice thing that I like about, you know, at least your, your social media accounts is that you're getting after it in the gym, you know, 600 yeah. pound hip thrust, like yeah. you're going ham, you're yeah. you know, doing 40, 50 pound dumbbell reverse lunges. Like it's great to yeah. see, 
you know, and Thank you. it is really inspiring and has to be for, for so many women, you know? So on that note, again, lifting heavy, I think is the way to go. Obviously you have to have good form. You have to have good mm-hmm. technique, your intention, your mindset going into lifting heavy has to be there. You have to progress up to that. I like how you talked about progressive overload, right? For anyone who who's listening, who might not know what progressive overload is, it's exactly what it sounds. It's just, you know, taking your time to really work up to these, you know, higher intensities or, or heavier weights, right. And doing it in a, in a methodical approach. But again, just like it, it comes down to with, you know, women shying towards the cardio machines or shying towards group fitness classes, women tend to be more afraid that, especially compared to men, right. Of lifting heavier weight, right. They don't want to mm-hmm. get bulk. They think that they're going to get bulky. You know, we were laughing before we started the podcast about, you know, my, one of my previous episodes and I went on a rant about how, you know, <laughs> men, men need to, uh, you know, not lift such heavy weight and women need to lift heavier weight. And, you know, yeah. you're not going to look like Hulk Hogan or, or the incredible Hulk. Right. And it's the truth. I mean, our anatomies are just different men and women. Yeah. And like you said, it takes so much time. Like you have to train aggressively hard mm-hmm. for you to build the type of muscle to be like those women who are and be on a bulk, then be on a cut. Like it's right. a, it's a intense thing. It's not just going to happen overnight. You're going to wake up and have these huge muscles. I know. Right? I yeah. heavy One day you wake up, years. you got 22 yeah. inch biceps. You're like, what yeah, happened? You're like, what happened? Yeah, all they do is deadlifts. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, for, for the women who are listening, right? Like why, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to shit on, uh, lifting lighter weight or taking group Mm -hmm. fitness or doing cardio, right? I think all of those things are important in their, in their rightful place. Right. But why is lifting lighter weights, right? Like shying away from the heavy weight. Why isn't that the answer for women? Well, your body adapts. So first, when you start lifting weights, yeah, any weight is going to drive progress, but your body's going to adapt. So if you're not applying progressive overload, which doesn't necessarily just mean adding weight to the bar, it could mean slower reps, add in a half rep, it could be a bunch of different things, better form, longer time under tension. So if you're not constantly progressing through progressive overload, no no change is going to keep happening. Say you pick up the five pound dumbbells every single time for a year, you're not going to see any progress really and then just going to the gym to burn calories is not going to help you put on muscle i that's another thing with us women the fitness watches tracking your heart rate make sure it's like high the whole entire time you're not going to see progress that way you have to keep adding weight to the bar improve your form make sure your form's right always but yeah so yeah and i i love that right and i I always shit on these. Uh, everyone always thinks I'm so negative, right? I'm, I'm such a cynic. Um, okay. Yeah. But I, I, I despise when it comes to like actually tracking your, your calories burned, I despise using those, those fitness trackers. Cause they're, yeah. they're never correct. They're not right? accurate. Like anytime yeah. people post their like Apple watch, like screenshot, yeah. How many like, calories I burned a thousand burned? calories. Like there yeah. is no way no. you burned a thousand calories. Like Michael no. Phelps will burn, you know, a thousand, 1500 calories in like a normal day training. You're not, yeah. you're not no. burning that, you know, you need and to- it's not healthy either to, um, to look at that and be like, oh, that was a great workout because I burned that many calories. You can right. go do a good strength training workout and maybe not even work up a sweat or be limping out of the gym and you still make progress. I think that's another thing that a myth that 
we're working on. It's getting better that soreness is not a marker of success, limping out of the gym and drenched in sweat. Yeah, you get that through cardio, but that's not necessarily going to drive progress for you either. So it's a mindset mindset shift for us women. We have so many yeah, I'm, I'm certainly one on. of those people that barely sweats in the gym, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I'm doing, you know, a conditioning day or something, sure, I'll, I'll sweat a little bit. But I, I have yeah. friends that literally look like they jumped in a pool, you know, and they yeah. did half the work that I did. You know, yeah. so it's it's really just about understanding what these metrics. And I think that, you know, as a fitness and as an industry as a whole, right, we could do a lot better job of teaching people what these metrics really mean and and how to focus on, like we were talking about with weight, even right. Like focusing on a trend line instead of focusing on the number in its mm-hmm. like very acute state. Right. I think it's, you know, again, we're making progress on, on that, but you know, I still think we're, we're far behind where we're very be. far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if more people talked about all this, it would be good rest too. Yes. Everyone goes ham seven mm-hmm. days a week. And so I really try to preach your, um, you need to rest. <laughs> Take well, care even of your in the workout, right? Especially with women. Yeah. Right? Like you said, high heart rate the whole time. Not, yeah. I would, I would, all the women that I used to train on South Beach would be like, oh, I need to, I just need to constantly move. Like, it doesn't matter what yeah. we do verbatim. This was, it doesn't matter what we do. I just need to, I need to constantly be moving. I'm like, Keep you more up. than yeah. anybody, you know, mom of four, who's also yeah. a woman, like, <laughs> you need to sit on that bench and just chill out for, Until. you know, two minutes. And then we're going to do this deadlift. We're going to do these barbell rows. Like you're, you're going to be fine. I promise you, you're going to be fit. You know, you're going to get the body that you want, but it's not going to take, you know, 30 days. You know, you're not going to do a juice cleanse and then, you know, have no long term. Yeah. That's a big battle I have with my in-person clients when I first get them, because I teach them mainly strength training and you have to rest. And they stare at me like right after they're set and they're like, Hey, I'm ready. I'm like, no, we're resting two to three minutes. Mm-hmm. Take your time. If you need to go walk around, that's fine. And even people look at me cause I rest a lot in between my sets. When I push my sets hard, sometimes it's five minutes mm-hmm. and people are always ask me, are you even working out? I'm like, yeah, but it's rest is important. Right. People and, forget about that. <laughs> and I mean, you're big on, you know, obviously you and all the, the twerk girls are, are all big on, you know, hip thrusts. And yeah, when I, when I have done hip thrusts in the past, like the last thing I want to do after having that barbell on my groin and on my hips for, you know, 30 seconds or however long the reps take is like, get up and do another exercise. Oh no. I like to sit there and I love your stories because you always have the, you always do like the (laughs) screenshots of your faces and they're, they're always spot on, you know, Yeah, for some reason, hip thrusts always get you. I sit there and like contemplate a lot after pushing your sets hard is a skill that you learn over time, but you don't need like a bunch of volume and a million different exercises. You can do three things and push them hard and that's it. Like that's all your body can handle. And I I really do love that, you know, because again, it's another fallacy in, in the fitness industry that I have to do, you know, 15 to 20 different exercises, because again, that's more like the group fitness model where we just need mm-hmm. to keep you busy for 30 to 45 minutes. And, you know, I, you're here to sweat and you're here to get some, you know, calories burned. And that's really what group fitness is, is preaching nowadays. Yeah. When really it's like, listen, you need like four to five foundational, mo- you need, you know, a 10 to 15 minute warm up. You need four or five foundational movements that take you 20 to 30 minutes to do. And then yeah. you need to like 
be very intentional with your cool down process, you know, so that you can yeah. start, start recovering, you know, at the end of your workout. Why, why do you think that simple workouts, you know, for those four to five exercise workouts are, are best, you know, for, for general population people who are trying to get strong and trying to, you know, get the type of body composition of long and lean and fit and, and tone. Well, one, because you focus on your form, you're not worried about trying to get in 10 different exercises. Most people don't have three hours, nor do they need that long to be at the gym. An hour is really all you need. I like to take my time, but most people don't have a lot of time. So if you had 10, 15 exercises, all super set, there's no time to focus on anything with your form. You're just trying to speed it up, get it all done. And the basic movement patterns, they, the compound lifts are working all of your, like your whole entire body. You don't need to be isolating every single thing. The way you're going to get stronger, the fastest is performing the basics, squat, hinge. I like to say thrust as a basic too. Yeah, Push, there you pull, go. I know lunge, you, I know you carry. Throw yeah. that in there. So that's really all you need to progress. And then later on, if you want to add in your isolation stuff at the end, but you should really focus on your rest, pushing your sets hard, being intentional. And really that's all you need to make progress. We coach so many women online, five exercises is the most really that they'll ever do in one day. And everyone makes great progress if they stick to it and be consistent. Mm -hmm. I, I always get clients that tell me like, oh, I just, I, I want to do more like core exercises. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. your goblet squat is a core exercise. Yeah. You're doing heavy RDLs as a core yeah, exercise, like your all. lunges, you know, your push yeah. presses. Those are all core, core exercises, whether or not yeah. you feel it in your core. Yeah. Does, I'm like, do you necessarily feel it in your, in your glutes when you do a squat? No. Not always. No, the mind working. muscle connects. Yeah. People get so hung up on that for the, like a squat or deadlift. I'm like, you're not focusing on feeling your glutes in a squat. That's not what it's about. You have your other things to do that for. Right. And I know that you're, you know, certified with uh, John Russin's group there at uh, yeah, PPSC. PPSC, you know, and, and I really, I, I'm really impressed with what they've been able to do with, with the coaching industry and how much they emphasize those six foundational movement patterns, right? Squat, yeah. Hinges, or as you guys like to throw in thrusts, lunges, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of pulling motions, some pressing and then carries, right. Which I think are the biggest yeah. and most underrated, you know, exercise group they in, are. in the world. Yeah. They're a very forgotten movement. I started adding them in recently and they light your core on fire stability. Your grip strength is super important for your health. Just it hits all of it. So mm-hmm. they and give well, well-rounded programming for, for- pain-free Right. And when you talk about carries, you know, in my opinion, they translate, you know, because everybody's like, well, I need this to directly translate into my life, which, you know, movements are supposed to correlate to what you do in real life. But obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I don't ever think any, I don't think anybody ever does like a perfect deadlift hinge, right? When they're going no, to pick up, to pick things up no. but carries for sure, you know, you're yeah. carrying groceries, you're carrying yeah. suitcases, you're carrying boxes. You know, or even people like yourself and, you know, I, what my girlfriend and I are going to go through pretty soon here when our kid your is kids. born, like carrying your kids, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, and 
I think if more people just stop focusing on the fact that they need to do like all this high intensity stuff and just focus on like, okay, well, what do I do in the, in the day? Right. Like, okay, well, I mm-hmm. sit down and I stand up. So I got to do some squats. I bend over and pick things up. So I got a hinge or, you know, thrust, right. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, thrusts are amazing exercises for your glutes and your hamstrings. For your glutes, yeah. Right. I got a pull because I open doors and I open drawers and I got to bring things into my body. I also have to push things away from my body. And you know, I need to carry things, right? More, more importantly, yeah. like that's the, that's the motions that we're doing the majority of the day, you know, and I know that you're a mom and I told mm-hmm. you before the podcast started, I did, I dug a little deep into your Instagram and yeah, you know, I, I was super impressed when I saw that transformation photo that you had from, you know, when you were postpartum to now, and it's tremendous, yeah. the type of, of, of work and progress that you've made with your own body. And again, Thank just you. another reason why I think that you're such a tremendous inspiration for all these women that you work with in person and online, you know, so let's talk about that a little bit. Like what, what made you get to the point where you were postpartum? I mean, obviously dealing with pregnancy and then everything that goes on afterwards is very difficult for women, but how did you get to that point? And, you know, from there, we can get into, you know, what made you really decide like, okay, I I need to make a change in my life. And then the, the story of how you, you were able to make that happen for yourself. Yeah, so I was a a competitive dancer growing up, soccer player. I was always very lean up until I got pregnant with my son. And I put on, I think I put on like 50 pounds by the time I had him. I was, I always weighed around like 150. Um, No, so I put on 64 pounds. I got up to 214 at him. And I really didn't know how to cook or meal prep or anything. And I was a single mom. So it was just, I didn't have time to myself. And I found myself just eating frozen foods and crackers, just whatever I could, because I was always feeding him and I just didn't have time to take care of myself. And I ended up not losing any of that weight. I stayed at 214 pounds for a year and a half after I had him. And I had never been overweight in my life. And just looking at myself in the mirror, I was always athletic. It was just, I didn't even, I, I don't have even that many pictures taken of me from that point, because I was just was not happy with how I looked. And so I started doing these cardio classes on my TV from home. I started doing like three of them a day. I was like, I'm just going to lose all this weight. No weights at all. It was just all jumping around in my living room. I didn't know what I was doing. I had never really worked out before. I always just danced. So I didn't know what to do. And my brother had started doing strength training. I think my son was like a year and a half. He's like, why don't you go with my trainer and he can just teach you. I was like, okay, I didn't know anything. I had no idea what I was going to do. And he had me, he taught me how to squat, deadlift, bench, overhead press. It was just all the big lifts. And I fell in love with it right away. It was just like so empowering to me. I had never touched a barbell before, never been in the weight room. I was very nervous to go in the weight room too. I wouldn't go without my coach. He would always say like, go lift. I would not go wouldn't ask anyone to spot me. I was super um, timid, not confident at all. 
Um, and I actually ended up gaining, like I had lost some weight just from jumping around in my living room, doing all that cardio. I didn't put on any muscle, but then I started lifting and I put on some muscle. So I obviously gained a little weight too, because I didn't really know nutrition yet, how to do that stuff. Um, so I just focused, I just did the program he had me do. I got super strong. I went from squatting just the barbell to squatting 260 pounds in like six months. Wow. Incredible. Deadlifted 300 Jeez. pounds. Yeah. It just like became this outlet for me. I was a single mom. I never took time to myself. So it was just super empowering just to do something for myself. It had been so long and it just made me feel so good. And then I had started, I wanted to do other things. I was like, wait, I don't want to just squat deadlift bench. Like I see all these people at the gym doing other things, but I didn't know how to do any of it. Mm. So I started just dabbling. And I remember I like, didn't know how to use the Smith machine. I asked someone at the gym, I was like, can you show me how to do this? I started doing some step ups on a bench on the Smith machine, just stuff I found on Instagram. Mm. I'd copy all the like, people I'd see on here like take yep. screenshots of their pics or of their videos and I would just do that and then I found Katie who I work for now and that's right. where I learned how to do all of the other movements and that's where I learned to start focusing on just getting strong my body composition changed vastly like it just it was amazing to see it but it took a long time it's not like it was a 30 day challenge. Like we were talking about, it took me a good year to see big progress, mm. but then I started, that's why I like to do now show people how to use things. I try to educate people so they can get themselves into the gym and feel more confident without having to hire a coach. I just want to help people like things I wish I would have had when I started my lifting career. It's thing that's what I like to help people with now. But yeah, back to my transformation. It took a long time, years. Yeah. It wasn't like patience, a quick thing. Yeah. yeah. I think patience is really key, right? And again, it's yeah. one of those, you know, under undervalued things when it comes to, you know, going to the gym, trying to make progress, right? Getting the and hitting your goals. Mm -hmm. uh, people people want the, the quick fix. And unfortunately, it's not, you know, like you hiring a trainer, like you still had to yeah. tell people like you, you can hire me. Yeah. But I, I unfortunately can't do any of the work. If I could do all the work for you and give you all the results, I would, I'd be a billionaire yeah. by now, you know, yeah. like, I, cause I don't mind working. I love to lift, like not a pro I could be 300 pounds. If you guys were all shredded by the work that I did, I do it yeah. every day of the week, you know? Yeah. But unfortunately it doesn't work like that. Like we can only give you the roadmap, you know, as mm -hmm. your coach and you have to be the one to take the reins and you know, hold yourselves accountable and actually go and, and perform and do the things necessary, you know? So yeah. And you have to be committed and consistent. I spent probably a year and a half in the beginning of my training on a deficit, way too low of a deficit. And that's something I wish I had never done. And I knew more calories. about, yeah, I wish I knew more about nutrition back then, but I was still in that mindset of, 1200 to 1500 calories. And so I probably would have seen better progress if I would have eaten to fuel myself and not worry about the scale so much. So that mind shift took me a lot longer. All the progress a lot once I changed my mindset to getting strong, feeling my body. But it's just, yeah. And uh, they hire us as coaches now. Like, 
and people like you were saying want progress fast like I used to remember I used to wake up every morning and take pictures and like put them next to each other like from yesterday and today I'm like do I see any different like no it's not it's going to take a long time but it's Mm -hmm. sustainable progress that's going to last you you're going to get healthier you're going to be healthier for your kids when you get older your bone density is better like there's so many benefits and it's sustainable, but it, you just have to be patient. And that's why we like to preach to fall in love with the process as opposed to just looking at your end result. Cause you'll probably never be happy if you have just a set weight. I remember I wanted to weigh 150 pounds in the 150s. That was just my goal. And I got there, I got to 159 and did I feel any better? No, because mm-hmm. I hadn't worked on my mindset. Right. So. And it's, it's something that, you know, a lot of coaches say nowadays, like, you know, stop telling yourself like, oh, I have to go work out in order to get the result I want. No, you get the opportunity to work out. Right. And yeah. to make sure that you're preparing your body for your future self. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that more people were able to make that that shift from a scarcity mindset to one of abundance where like I have the opportunity to be able to eat healthy and to make, you know, better choices with my nutrition habits. I have the opportunity to go and strength train. I have the opportunity to go into a gym and be around a bunch of other people who are also trying to do very similar things to me in terms of bettering themselves. You know, what a, what a difference that makes, right. Instead of being like, Oh, mm-hmm. I need, like, I need to do this. Like I have so many other things. Now you get to, as you a mentioned, right? it was yeah. as a single mom, it was really one of the only times that you had for yourself where you could pour into your cup. Right. So then you had Mm -hmm. more energy for, for your son. And so that you, you know, were in a better mood when you were around him and other people. And I think, you know, people forget about all these things, right. Because they just think, Oh, it's such a dread. Like this is such a pain. You know, it's like, well, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. If you find what you enjoy, then I think it's not, you don't, it takes a lot of, it takes time to get into that mindset and your routine of going to the gym every day. So that seems daunting to start, but once you start enjoying your training, you look forward to it. Um, I kind of got on the opposite end of the spectrum to where I was so obsessed with going in because it was like my me time. I started going to the gym seven days a week I would freak out if I couldn't get someone to watch my son or if the kids club was closed. And so it took me a long time after that to get fine with taking two days off a week. So it's all like a long process, but it's so worth it just to take an hour, even a half hour, 45 minutes out of your day to take care of yourself. It's going to improve your health as you age. Like I said, your bone density, like all this stuff is very important, especially if you have kids and you want to be around, you want to be running around with them. It's important to take care of yourself now and start and get stronger. And I don't think anyone would ever regret getting stronger or taking care of themselves. I don't think so either. And honestly, I didn't even know that you were uh, a single parent, you know, I I grew up in a, a single parent home. You know, my mom yeah. raised me by herself. My dad left when uh, she was six months pregnant with me. You oh, know, wow. So that, uh, that, that definitely just up the level of respect I have for you. Yeah. For sure. Oh, thank you. Know, you. I, I appreciate I understand that. how hard that is, uh, you know, yeah. obviously going through it as a kid myself. Yeah. You know, with all the insight that you have as a single parent, I mean, you know, it's hard enough with two parents around, right. To be mm-hmm. able to do everything and still be able to take care of yourself, balance life, balance work, all this stuff, you know, 
for those moms who are out there or even, you know, more specifically those single moms, you know, how, how should they balance, you know, work, life, kids, gym, you know, that the ebbs and flows of everything that, you know, you might have going on throughout the day as a single parent, you know, what advice could you give them, you know, on how to best manage? I don't even really like to use the word balance because I don't necessarily think there yeah. is a way to balance anything. I like think a perfect balance. Yeah, I think it's yeah, exactly. I think it's more about setting your priorities straight, right? Yeah. So what tips could you give those moms or the single moms out there, you know, in order to help them understand, you know, what necessarily might be more beneficial for them in terms of making sure that they're taking care of themselves as well as, you know, taking care of their families and dealing with the things that they have to deal with at work. Yeah, well, my advice is to find a gym, obviously, that has a daycare, because in the beginning, for me, my son wasn't in school yet. That was the only way I didn't have any, my parents both work full time. So that was my only way to get to the gym. Um, And they have fun. There's kids there to play with. So that was super important. And that actually helped me a lot having someone that he could or somewhere he could go and play. Um, Another thing is finding that time in your day that you can schedule like, okay, this is going to be my time. This is the time we're going to the gym. I got very routine oriented with that. And once I fell in love with just how I felt after lifting, it became a huge priority to me. So I think it's about finding the kind of training you enjoy. You don't have to lift like do power lifting or go super heavy, but do like start lifting weights, find a routine, um, find a program that you enjoy a program. I have, I coach a lot of women online too, that I do personalized programming for, and not everyone has the time to lift or work out five days a week. Mm-hmm. So it, even if it's only three days a week and you do full body days, have a program that you follow I feel like that's super important to be consistent with and have a coach checking on you, making sure you're staying consistent. Um, Just finding the time. It's hard to find it, but there is time, especially if you have a gym that you can go to with the daycare that you can take care of yourself. You won't regret it. (laughs) That's my biggest piece of advice. I wish I had started earlier because I think it just helps me as a mom too um feel more empowered I have like that it's relaxing to me honestly I don't like lifting which is surprising because you're honestly yeah. you are a savage in the gym. like yeah. I see some of the shit that you're doing I'm like damn this girl's getting after it yeah you know? it's so fun to me and I I don't like lifting with people because I'm a single mom I'm talking I'm constantly going so I love my airpods I mm-hmm. love just putting on a playlist and having time to myself So I think a lot of moms, if they were to just try that, they would be like, oh my God, that was so nice. I should start doing that. And then you start going and then it becomes a routine. Just in the matter of getting into that routine, that takes some time and be patient with yourself. It's okay if you're going to have to miss some days because kids' schedules are all over the place, but just find time to be consistent. Right. And I, I think that that's another key point, right? Is like being flexible, you know, especially as a parent. I mean, not that I know yet, but I, but mm-hmm. I certainly will, you know, probably by the time this podcast out, hopefully yeah, soon. our baby, but you know, I think just being flexible with yourself, like you said, like if you want to go to the gym seven days a week and you can great, 
if you want to work out for an hour a day and you can, great. But if you can't, stop trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 100%. huge because I work with a lot of, you know, very busy parents and, and high level professionals, you know, like even though the women I work with are like very alpha type A, like executives, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have an hour, five to seven days a week to work out. I'm like, okay, if, can you work out three to four days a week? They're like, mm, four is going to be tough, but I can do three. Okay, perfect. What kind of time frame can you commit to yes. three to four days a week? Oh, well, I'm like, can you do 45 minutes? I don't think I'm going to be able to. Okay, can you do 30 minute workouts three to four days a week? Yeah, I can. But is that going to be enough? Like it sure as shit is going to be enough yeah. right? because you're going to be consistent. And yeah. then there are going to be months or, you know, quarters where maybe your schedule opens up and you can get in the gym for an hour. I have no problem yeah. adding some extra movements in or having you double up on certain things just so you can get in that extra work. But the biggest thing is that you be consistent, right? Yeah. And if you're trying to do an hour workout five days a week, but you can really only accommodate three days a week for 45 minutes, well, you're going to be very discouraged and you're going to put yourself into, you know, what I like to call a negative feedback loop of like a failure, right? Of saying, oh, you know, I'm supposed to do this, but I'm not able to do it. So now I feel like a piece of shit, you know, and now I'm not even going to do it anymore, like even even yeah. less because I feel bad and it's just, it, it makes me feel you know, worse about myself. So I'm just going to skip it because it makes me feel bad. And then it's this continual cycle of negativity where it's like, if you just be realistic about what you can actually do and start there, you know, things will change in the future or they won't and you keep doing the same thing, right? It'll work for you because it's better than doing the nothing that you're doing now. Yeah, I agree. You'll be much more successful if you're actually honest with what you can do and you stick to that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that's why I think, you know, having coaches like you is so important, right? Because too often, you know, especially in the fitness industry, we have these cookie cutter programs and plans that you send to everybody for 20 bucks, mm-hmm. you know? So I tell, you know, my clients, I'm like, listen, I'm not cheap, but I'm worth it because I'm able to actually help you on an individual level, right? Where you can, you know, benefit from and, and obviously some, some of these, you know, subscription models, you guys obviously at Twerk, uh, train with Katie have a tremendous model going on. Right. But yeah. I'm sure that there is even individual, um, you know, uh, progressions and regressions for people if they can't yeah. do certain things. Right. And, and the model that you guys have is obviously tremendous. I think any woman who, who's trying to get into the online coaching realm should, should look at you guys for, you know, a model of inspiration and, Thank and you. you know, seek out your advice because you guys do such a fantastic job and the community involvement that you guys have. I mean, I, I have a Facebook group. I wish people were posting their, yeah. you know, workout, uh, their workout videos in my group as much as they are in your group. I'm like, damn, these girls are it's amazing. really getting yeah. a lot of buy-in here. I'm like, yeah. Shit, I need some of that. Like, how do I, how do, I do that? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And even with my online coaching clients, because I do one-on-one personalized programming too, I think just because my Instagram has been so form focused on trying to help people learn the correct form, all my girls too are very committed. They send me form checks like every day we check in. Um, It's nice to see people care about their form and just, they feel good about things. It's nice. And they stay consistent. They have with train with Katie. It's like a huge um, community of supportive women. So it's amazing to see. I love, it's just so nice to see women supporting women getting strong, all of us breaking these molds of 
just people thinking if you lift heavy weights that you look like a man. It's just, it's amazing. I love getting all the tags every day still, just seeing I know, all I look these at people your around I'm the like, world. Damn, she's got a lot of girls tagging her. Yeah, I'm like, I need, I'm, like, I need yeah. to, I'm like, I only have like maybe, you know, 20, 25 clients on my bill. Now I'm like, how, how do I get these people to tag me? Yeah. It's like, I, you know, unfortunately, I feel like I deal with mostly men, you know, so yeah. they, they're not taking workout videos. You know? Yeah, they're like, not. Yeah, they most men don't. To get them to take the two a day that I need them to <laughs> yeah. take. Yeah, you know? you're like, send them over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. it's so, nice. How did you, you know, you said that you, you obviously used to be a member of Train With Katie, right, Twerk? And, you know, how did you, we, full disclosure, we both know Katie, you know, obviously mm-hmm. work for, I knew her, you know, from, from working with her when bat way back in her equinox days you know it feels like, yeah it feels like yesterday but it was so long ago you know yeah um how did you get started with her and you know what what have been like the biggest surprises since you became a tour coach that you know you you were happy to see you know as obviously being on the member side and now being on the coach side what really surprised you being in that community and working with those women how I first got started, I followed her on Instagram and I just loved everything she stands for being tall, taking up space, seeing all her amazing handstands, crushing heavy weight. Yeah, it's hard not started. to pay attention to her. When yeah, you're in the gym she's with amazing. Her, you know? Yeah. Like, what is I know. It's like you just keep watching like in awe. And I, I was already lifting heavy weights and I was like, Ooh, this looks like I had never hip thrusted or done any of the extra lunges. And I really wanted to try all that. So I joined and I got very strong in hip thrust with it. I did her program for a year and a half. And then she had posted that she was hiring. And so I was, I just messaged her. I was like, if you're hiring remotely, I would love an opportunity to work for you. And it ended up working out and I got to work for her and it was a nice change because, or a nice, um, I don't know how to say, it was easy for me to jump into the coaching because I already knew all the women just from being part of the Facebook group. Um, everyone was so supportive, excited that I was part of the team. I, it's been really fun to watch just mindset changes in the people that we coach from when they first started to say, they say it's their one year anniversary and just to look back at where they started and where they are now. And just like I had said in the beginning, the confidence, that's my favorite part of seeing women get stronger, just how much more confident they are in themselves. Even with me, I used to look back at all my videos, I'd be in all black, no skin showing. And the same with a lot of these women, their before and after pictures, they're in shorts, they're owning it, just like loving themselves. And that's been the most amazing part. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. You know, I, as much as I love training, training my dudes, you know, they're obviously all great guys, like training women is just on a whole, I they're, they're so, for the most part, they're so much more focused. They're so much more dedicated. Right. And to be able to see the mental transition that women go through, right. More than men, you know, and again, mm-hmm. like all the dudes I work with, they're awesome. But you know, the women I had, I have one woman who's actually from my hometown, known her pretty much my whole life, you know, and she's always been on the leaner side. Now, you know, she's getting a little older. She, she wanted to work with me so she could get back in shape. 
she sent me a text message the other day. She's like, oh, I know that this is too much information, but like I looked at myself in the mirror and like my ass actually looked pretty good. I'm like, that's not too <laughs> nice. much information. Yeah. Like, you're doing good. Like yeah. I don't remember me when I was like seven, you know? So maybe for you, it's a little awkward talking to me about yeah. your ass, but it's fine. Like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Exciting. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I'm like, I'm super pumped for you, you know? And yeah. To, to not only see the physical changes that they go through and, and, and the belief in, in themselves, you know, about how they look, but also mm-hmm. about, like you said, like empowering them to understand that they can take control of their health and they can find healthy solutions um, yeah. and, and resolutions to the problems that are going on in their lives. You know, I think is a is a remarkable thing and, and something that I, I'm I can imagine all the all the girls that are in uh, train with Kate and work with you one on one really appreciate that you guys bring to the table. Yeah, I think so. Even, yeah, even for me growing up, like the thing about having, we call it um, thunder thighs or mm. we cut, like Katie started a movement of cutting all of our leggings into shorts because I have bigger legs, muscular legs and things don't fit well. And so we, she started that free the thunders movement and just empowering women to like, we're not all going to have these skinny legs that growing up you want to buy gap and you know all that stuff and I've always had huge calves my mom growing up always had big legs and just I remember women just tearing themselves apart for having bigger legs that you're just genetically born with so it's always been so nice to have this huge group of women now loving having these bigger muscular legs I feel like it's just empower it's I've had a lot of people message me and just thank me for making that kind of stuff normalized and that they're not all going to look like these six pack models that you see on social media. Mm-hmm. So just those girls suck to, anyway, trust me. I, yeah. I, and all I lived around all those girls on South Beach. All they this, all suck. Yeah. They all, they, yeah. They're, like, they're like, you know, personality less like, you know, yeah. string beans. They're the worst. Yeah. And all um, these, what I eat in a day videos that gives women such bad um right. and they're all full of shit like well i had this like yeah, bean sprout yeah. salad and then i got this green juice from yeah and, like, i just watched you all these wolf down half looking, a pizza yeah and like exactly. a, a meatball sub what are you talking yeah. about at yeah. four in the morning because you're drunk like <laughs> all these smoothie bowls it's so annoying i i right. do not like seeing these what i eat in a day because it's just not healthy for people to see and the pictures that are extremely edited, um, just all the videos of just people's butts. They just like, even their upper body workouts are just filmed from behind showing off their butt or like never from the side where Mm -hmm. you can see that you're bloated a little. It's always, so it's, I think it's important to show that side of fitness, the faces, the everything, just people need to know that it's all BS. And I think the big explosion in social media with fitness, right? Like it, at first it, it was all about the aesthetics, right? It was like those yeah. big energy girls and then like the ripped steroided out bodybuilders yeah. right? like on the dude side of things. And now yeah. that people are really starting to understand that like the, like the page Hathaway shit doesn't really work for, yeah. you know, 99.9% of the population, we can come in with actual relatability you know, like you do with mm-hmm. women saying like, listen, sometimes I feel bloated, right? You have those posts and you're like, listen, mm-hmm. so, you know, sometimes I don't like the fact that like when I film myself, uh, you know, I, yeah, you know, my legs are bigger, which I think is, I think is great. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, my clients always tell me, they're like, listen, like, you're just a real person. Like you eat nachos mm-hmm. and, every yeah. now and then you'll have a beer 
right? And you know, I don't have a six pack. You know, I've yeah. had six. I've had a six pack in the past. You know, when I lived yeah. in Miami, obviously it was much more. Yeah. That one. But now I'm just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. you know, I don't care. I'd rather lift heavy and like, yeah, be able to go and have, you know, and eat what you, yeah, I'm the right. same way. I could care less about a six pack. I like right. just having balance, eating what I enjoy. I eat healthy most of the time, but I don't want to not, I used to not go out to dinner with my friends or eat pizza at kids' birthday parties. Cause I just mm. thought I would gain weight if I even had one piece of pizza. So I think it's all about finding a balance and just living a healthy lifestyle. If you restrict anything, you're never going to stick to it for very long. Right. I agree. I, I couldn't agree more with you. And, you know, I think that that's a, a pretty great way to wrap this up. I, I really appreciate you, you coming on Haley. Um, yeah, thank you know, it's, you. Been, it's been awesome. I know that we've talked a little bit on, on social media and it's great to you know, link up with you virtually here over Zoom for the podcast. I hope we can we can meet one time. I don't know, I don't know the next time we'll be back in Miami. To be honest, but yeah, if we ever are. Probably, I'll there. probably be back in the summer, maybe. Yeah. Or I go, I go often. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, hopefully we cool. can link up one day. You know, but I really appreciate you coming on here. How can people reach out to you? How can they work with you one on one? And how can they join Twerk? So my Instagram is just Haley Berrigan, H-A-I-L-E-Y-B-A-R-R-A-G-A-N. And then I have all my links for my online coaching. I sell, I have six week programs that are just more generalized. I have a strength program and then a train like me if you're more advanced. And then I have my one-on-one online coaching personalized programming. There's a link for that. And TWK is, if you look up Katie Sonier, you can find her website on her Instagram. If you want, it's a huge community. It's amazing. Yeah, if you don't already follow her. Yeah, I'm sure everyone knows who she is. Um, And then, yeah, if anyone watching this is in the Orange County area, I train at Turf Newport Beach. And I do one-on-one coaching there and group training. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. Thank Uh, you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, You know, you guys got to go check her out. You're not going to miss out. You're going to love the type of stuff that she posts on social media. You're going to want to train with her guaranteed. Uh, Like I said in the intro, like I said throughout the podcast, one of the most inspirational women I think that you can find out on on social media, on Instagram today, when, when we're talking about lifting heavy, when we're talking about getting the type of body composition that a, a woman really wants. And, you know, I think Haley is a great fit for anybody who's trying to, you know, become a savage in the gym and look good doing it. So Thank you. until next time, guys, really uh, appreciate you listening on this. If you love the, if you love the podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button, Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, make sure you leave a rating and review if you really like what we're talking about. And like always guys, you'll be seeing me around. Peace.